Thank you for joining me for Moments to Ponder First John. I'm Betsy Marvin, and this is Episode 2. You are my dear children, and I write these things to you so that you won't sin. But if anyone does sin, we continually have a forgiving Redeemer who is face to face with the Father, Jesus Christ, the Righteous One. He is the atoning sacrifice for our sins, and not only for ours, but also for the sins of the whole world. Here's how we can be sure that we've truly come to know God if we keep His commands. If someone claims, I have come to know God by experience, yet doesn't keep God's commands, he's a phony, and the truth finds no place in him. But the love of God will be perfected within the ones who obey God's word. We can be sure that we've truly come to live in intimacy with God, not just by saying, I am intimate with God, but by walking in the footsteps of Jesus. Beloved, I'm not writing a new commandment to you, but an old one that you had from the beginning, and you've already heard it. Yet, in a sense, it is a new commandment, as its truth is made manifest both in Christ and in you, because the darkness is disappearing and the true light is already blazing. Anyone who says, I am in the light, while holding hatred in his heart toward a fellow believer is still in the darkness. But the one who truly loves a fellow believer lives in the light, and there is nothing in him that will cause someone else to stumble. But whoever hates a fellow believer lives in the darkness, stumbling around in the dark with no clue where he is going, for he is blinded by the darkness. 1 John 2 1 through 11. The first verse of this chapter begins with, You are my dear children. In fact, John uses these words over and over in this letter. He's writing to his spiritual children, the ones he has walked with, taught, prayed over. Yet this precious group is being swayed by false teaching and falling into sinful lifestyles. The Gnostics, a leading religious group at that time, believed that salvation came through a special knowledge, not Jesus. They taught that sin was irrelevant because our physical self was evil and of no moral consequence, so therefore actions didn't matter and had no consequences. Finally, they taught that Jesus wasn't fully God and fully man but that the divine only joined Jesus at his baptism and left him before he died. This group is infiltrating the church, and John's letter is pointed directly at uprooting these lies which are affecting their lifestyles and their view of salvation. John uses two different Greek forms of the word know 42 times in this letter. One of these is the word gnosis, which is knowledge, information. It's the word behind the Gnostic sect. The other word is the word Edo, which is more like intuition, 
that gut level understanding without the need for proof. You just know that you know. I'm going to refer to the difference as head knowledge and heart knowledge. The false teachers are saying they know God, they gnosis Him, and live in the light, yet their lives were far from being examples of this. If they really knew Him, wouldn't their lives show it? Thus John states, We can be sure that we've truly come to live in intimacy with God, not just by saying, I am intimate with God, but by walking in the footsteps of Jesus. Knowledge does not bring the transformation that truly knowing God brings. Knowing, as in Edo. To help this body of Christ, John gives two tests that can be used to see if someone is of God. Obedience and love. I see this as the twofold knowing, the head and the heart. If someone doesn't obey God's commands, and if they don't love, they don't really know Jesus. John gets right to it here. If we claim to know God, but don't live like it, we are liars. We need to love one another. He continues in verse 7. Beloved, I am not writing a new commandment to you, but an old one that you had from the beginning, and You've already heard it, yet in a sense it is a new commandment. I found this confusing until I thought about the fact that over 40 years earlier John was present when Jesus wrote these words. So now I'm giving you a new commandment. Love each other. Just as I have loved you, you should love each other. Your love for one another will prove to the world that you are my disciples. Jesus set a new standard of love on this commandment from Deuteronomy by telling his disciples they needed to love as he did. Jesus became the true measurement of love, one that is sacrificial, humble, and given freely. We live in a world of varied opinions, cultures, and truths that can make it really hard to love like Jesus. We're even encouraged to like or dislike or unfollow in the world of posts and tweets. And often, we don't do this humbly. Social media can be a great tool, but it can also become a place of discord and hate. Hate is a pretty harsh emotion, but it does speak to the state of our hearts. John tells us, But whoever hates a fellow believer lives in the darkness, stumbling around the dark with no clue where he is going, for he is blinded by the darkness. Fellow believers should have koinonia, a fellowship based on the commonality we have in Jesus. So when there's hate toward a fellow believer, that koinonia is broken. In the Passion Translation, the author chose to translate Edo here as with no clue. Interesting choice, but true. If we say we Edo God, but hold on to hatred, that darkness blocks our heart knowledge from understanding the way to go, and we can get lost in it. And when we're lost in the darkness, 
our hearts can lose sight of Jesus. But the one who truly loves a fellow believer lives in the light, and there's nothing in him that will cause someone else to stumble. No matter how hard we seek to live in the light, we will all invariably do something that upsets someone else, even to the point of causing them to stumble. Our emotions can sometimes get the better of us. John reminds us that if anyone does sin, we continually have a forgiving redeemer, or in some translations, an advocate, who is face to face with the Father, Jesus Christ, the Righteous One. It's amazing for me to know that Jesus pleads with the Father on my behalf. He is my advocate, and He is yours. It's a wonderful comfort to know that when we mess up, the one who is fully righteous has spoken for us, forgiven us, and loves us. As you ponder today's verses, I encourage you to process the concept of knowing God, the knowledge and information of Him, and truly knowing God, the deep gut-level intuition that actually changes how you live. We do need both, obedience and love. Which one have you given more attention to? Is there one you need to lean into just a bit more? For more on this, you can spend time in John 12, 44-50. And may you know that if you feel like you're lost in the dark, there is hope in the light. The darkness is disappearing and the true light is already shining. May you live into the light of His love and forgiveness as you seek to walk in His footsteps. You have an advocate, a forgiving Redeemer who is face to face with the Father, and He is for you. Amen.